0: Welcome back to Stripped. I am so excited about my call today with this fabulous mama. She is a freelance journalist. She's a content creator. She's now a new mama. She's just doing so much. She's actually currently pumping as we're doing this. Jen Sindridge, welcome to my show. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Uh, by the way, I just love that before we started, you were like, hey, I'm pumping. So if you can hear that, I really apologize. And I'm like, you do you, mama. Like, Mama, like, no joke.
1: Oh, my God, no. It's it's like everything that everybody told you before you got pregnant and had a baby comes true in full bloom, And you're just like, oh, my God, this is what everybody meant. Right? Like, I don't even have a free moment to myself to do anything. So I will always take the opportunity to get something done at the same time as something else.
0: I, I mean, good for you. Multitasking, it's like, it's so necessary. So before we kind of get into like talking mom life and everything, could you give my listeners a little background and kind of introduce yourself to them?
1: Sure, absolutely. So um, I got my start in New York City um, working in a bunch of different magazines and working for publications um, in most of them were actually in the pregnancy parenting sphere, which is kind of funny because I was like 21 years old writing about these really um, specific pregnancy and postpartum conditions and what life was like. And I mean, I was 21 years old living in New York and I really, I didn't really know. I mean, I interviewed moms for a living, but you know, it's really I always knew that, you know, you really don't know until you go through it. Um, so I went from, I was at What to Expect when You're Expecting. Then I went to American Baby and Fit Pregnancy, um, Parents. And so now, like, I'm still freelancing for those publications, but I have a whole new
0: perspective on what it means to be <laughs> mom. <laughs> yep. Writing it and living it is two different things. Absolutely. Yeah. And, I mean, so now your daughter is how old? She's three months. Three months. She's so cute, by the way. Thank you so much. Are you just like madly
1: in love? Oh my God. It's unbelievable. I, it's unbelievable how you can just stare at her face for so long and mm-hmm. just still feel, feel like it's the first time you're seeing them.
0: I know. And you just like melt over and over again. Your ovaries just hurt. Oh you're just like, I know. Yeah it's crazy I know so I love it by the way like so you're obviously you know like you're pumping you're so you're I can assume you're breastfeeding yes how's that going it
1: it's going well now um I I do I love it I really wanted to do it and I was really um I was really nice and gentle with myself of like going through the process and knowing that it is really hard and that you know I might not be able to do it um I I didn't want to go into motherhood with the expectation that I had to breastfeed um, or that it was going to go well, because I know that it's extremely challenging for a lot of mothers. Um, so I was really nice to myself when it came to that. And, and it did end up really working out. And I have been exclusively breastfeeding for the three months. Um, but, um, you know, it's definitely not without challenges. And uh, pumping is a whole infant of its own. I had no idea. I can't even tell you how much I relied on my mom friends with a million questions about like milk and, and is it how how long is it good in the fridge how long is it good in the freezer how long is it good on the counter would they have a sip is only, you know there's, I, it's like you need a bible for pumping it's unbelievable.
0: Yeah, it is crazy. And I appreciate you sharing that, you know, with the audience and saying like you were very aware that it might be hard. You know, you're you were aware that it was hard in the beginning and you navigated through it. Like it breastfeeding is really difficult and it, it is not easy, and it is not like this magical freaking journey some of someone you're like, oh my god, they just latched. And like, okay, no shade. There are like three percent of babies that do latch, but the rest of us just go through the trenches. And I was with you, like Amelia would not latch, like, because I had an unexpected C-section. My milk didn't drop for 10 days. Like, she was screaming. I was bawling. Like, I mean, it was a whole thing for, like, a good – two months even when she did lash I still couldn't get her to latch fully and it was like a constant battle and now I never would have thought at 15 months I'd still be breastfeeding her at three months I was ready to quit and now I'm like oh my god it's so easy and now it's that magical journey and now I'm enjoying it oh
1: and that's amazing 15 months uh, good for you that is a lot of hard work and love and I'm sure it's why
0: i here too <laughs> Thank you. No, and I, I mean honestly, I never thought I'd go 15 months. In my mind, I was like, I'll get to three months. That's like really good for them, and I'll tap out. And then mm-hmm. after three months, I was like, I'll go six months, and then I'll tap out. And then it just kept happening, and it was finally working, and we were in a rhythm. And I was like, you know what? This is easy. Screw the bottles. Screw anything else. Like I'll just put it on the boob. Like we're good. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I do have to say, I mean, when I
1: think about bottle feeding, and I have many friends who bottle feed their babies, there's also, it's also a whole, you know, other set of things to think about and so I do I I really appreciate that I kind of have bottles on the go all the time and they're at the right temperature and they're always available for her Um, and of course speaking of breastfeeding so it's definitely convenient in a lot of ways too
0: yeah it's definitely convenient and it's like the bonding like you said is just so nice and it's so special and obviously too as we're all aware now it's so good for them so it's why so many of us mamas choose to kind of do that and exhaust ourselves because we want, you know, the best for our babies. And it's like, you know, of course that is best, but if you can do the breast and you choose to go that direction, like it's really good for that.
1: Right. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. So can you share with us, you know, you are a new mama. I, you know, I still call myself a new mama, even though Amelia's is 15 months old. I still feel like I'm new But I'm like, Oh my yeah. gosh, you're not <laughs> as young as like, you used to be. Like it's so weird to me, but like, mm-hmm. can you share like some, little gems maybe of kind of your first few months that you would share like with other moms that have kind of been things you've been experiencing or just things, you know, you've like learned or just anything. Yeah.
1: Um, I would say I waited for that first smile from day one. I was so <laughs> excited to see her smile. And, and I think, you know, the, the first few weeks are so, so challenging and I mean people mm-hmm. tell you they give you advice they tell you it's so challenging you won't sleep Maybe not, it doesn't stop crying sometimes but you really I don't think there's a way to be prepared for just how trying it is um and and so when I was going through those first few weeks um I was just like please smile please smile for me because I mean, it was just that gratification that okay you're you're happy you really just you know, you know to clean, change the diapers, you know to keep them, you know to rock them, you know to make sure their tummies aren't upset, but yeah. to see them smile at you is like the holy grail. I'm, oh my goodness, it was the best moment ever. And it was funny because it was just like one day on the changing table and she just looked at me and I freaked out and I was like, oh my God. I mean, I'd seen her smile in her sleep but um, I knew she was not smiling at me. So, right, right. Yeah, now you're like you directly
0: time. at me. You literally melted yep. me. I'm yours forever. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable. And now she's just starting
1: to laugh, which is, oh my oh God. My God. It's so much
0: fun. It's,
1: yeah, it really, it's just the sweetest thing. And it's like, I will do anything to make her laugh. I would like, the craziest songs and and acts the strangest way as long as it makes her
0: laugh. (laughs) Yep, I totally feel you and it just gets better and better. Like this morning, I was literally dancing around in my bathroom, like brushing my teeth and like singing songs and Amelia hysterical on the ground, rolling laughing and I just kept doing it because she was hysterical and I was like, oh my god, this is the best ever. (laughs) So sweet though, this is the sweetest thing. Right? And I love we both have girls. How much fun are you having picking her outfits?
1: i have the best time, and I, nearly all my friends um had boys, so it was kind of funny it was like all everyone I like, knew that was getting pregnant was having boys now it's kind of funny because it's the opposite they're all having girls, and I don't know why it, it feels like it's always like that but um but yeah so i I kind of didn't you know i was she was one of the first you know girls in our friend group, um and then my other friend had a girl, but yeah, I mean all my friends who have boys just I'm so jealous of the clothes because it's so much more fun when you can pick <laughs> out baby girl clothes and it is so true I actually just had this past weekend with her baby naming um, we're Jewish and so in the Jewish tradition you do like a baby naming at the synagogue and they you know give her a Hebrew name um, and so we did that and I was joking and it's actually true I had her outfit kicked out before she was born
0: um,
1: and I had, didn't know what I was going to wear until the morning of Oh yeah, for sure.
0: No, I, I, I feel you. I know. I had I had like five different options the stylist and me for Amelia. And My husband was like, She's not even born yet, and she has five wardrobe changes. And I was like, I'm just not sure which one's gonna work. So let's just bring them all. And he was like okay. Oh my gosh. Amelia's
1: wardrobe must be incredible.
0: It's pretty fun. I'm always like exploring like unique things. My husband's like can't stand Justin's like Allie, please stop putting turbans on her. Like she's not Jemima. And I'm like, oh my god, stop it. I'm obsessed with these little turbans. Like I think they're so much fun, and I love that. Like she's still kind of chunky from breastfeeding, so I love that. Like it just matches her chunk perfectly. I'm like, it's the best accessory. <laughs> oh,
1: it's so much. They fun. are really cute. I have to say, I have a few, and it, my husband doesn't really see the charm in them. And nor does he. Like I have those, these sucker outfits for her, and he thinks that they're like old lady esque yes. and <laughs> We just totally clash when it comes to choosing her outfits, but luckily he's not really into it. So I just kind of get to take forward. Right. You
0: get to totally take rank. Exactly. No, same with Justin, he'll yeah. complain, but then he still does it. Or like, I'll be like, put her bow back on and he'll like sigh. and put her bow back on. <laughs> I'm like, okay. And it was funny. Like we, when we went for one of her checkups, like months back, she, he asked my pediatrician straight up, he goes, Hey, so, um, I have a question. And they were like, yeah. And meanwhile, they're looking at him like, it's like a serious medical question. He goes, My daughter's wearing these crazy bows and turbans all the time. Is that, like, going to affect, like, her, like, hair or her head? Like, I feel like my wife is, like, marking her head. And they, like, literally burst out laughing. And they're like, no, it's totally fine. And I'm like, I told you. And he's like, I just wanted to hear it. I'm like, I can't with you.
1: Oh, my gosh. They ask the weirdest things in pediatrician visits. Right? You're like, can we stay on
0: point, please? (laughs)
1: Yeah, I mean, my husband asked my pediatrician about my breast pump once, and I just like shush, I just like shushed him. I was like, "No, no, no, we're good here." Like, I don't know why he thought my pediatrician was going to give us great <coughs> advice on what how I can use my breast pump that didn't even have to do it with my baby. So, oh um, my
0: yeah, so they fun. just
1: love to ask questions. Of course, what pump are you using? Um, I'm using the Spectra pump. Oh, S one I think it is, but it's
0: yeah, the one the top of the wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, I, used I the first few months, and then I actually switched over because I wanted to be mobile and because I was always um on the go, like 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 going, 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 and so I was like, I need to feel like I can pump on the go and not feel like I have to plug in necessarily. So then I switched to the baby Buddha pump because it's literally like a, a lanyard around your neck, and then you literally can just pump like standing. So I literally would be on the phone, walking around podcasting,
1: pumping. <laughs> That's amazing. I've never even heard of that pump. Oh, I'll have new? to send
0: you, I'll send you the link. And I, I think I still have a discount code with you. I, I, I'll, um, I'll definitely send you the information. Oh,
1: awesome. Yeah. I, I mean, I have a little pumping sanctuary set up right now with, I mean, it's attached to the wall, so I can't really move anyway. But mm-hmm. yeah, I have like, but it's like one, it, the, the, I freak out when I travel because then I don't really know what to do. And granted, right, I've only traveled once, but and I chose not to bring my pump, which was not a smart decision.
0: Um, oh, so I, I needed to figure out a
1: travel system. <laughs> so painful? Ugh. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's, uh, and, and, you know, I didn't realize like that when you're so engorged, you have to release it. So if your baby's not awake or this or that, I mean, it's just so uncomfortable. My oh, it's
0: so uncomfortable. Oh, trust me. I've been there where like literally I've come home from a Vegas segment, forgot to bring my pump drove home my boobs literally felt like they were like rock hard walked in my door and I felt terrible I woke Amelia up because I was like oh my god I'm going to scream like I can't handle this and put her on me and god like I was so engorged that she just passed back out but I Justin was like don't do that to yourself and I was like I was just like testing my boobs he's like yeah no you have to release and I was like what do you know yeah. you don't have boobs you know you
1: <laughs> know like, it's so funny it's like you don't want their advice because they just don't understand but at the same time sometimes you desperately need it
0: exactly and they're like watching you and they're like well I want to help you you know so it's like oh trust me I know and I've had so many clogs I don't know if you've been clogged but I've gone through so many so I feel like I'm now like a clog expert I've learned how to like get every single clog out and not get fully sick so I'm like okay I feel like I've mastered this now that's one
1: thing that I didn't really nobody told me about breastfeeding especially in the beginning and so when I first the first week I would say I had like lumps everywhere and I was like so uncomfortable and everything was mm-hmm. so painful and nobody really told me to expect that. Um, but I mean, it does, it does get better. And then you learn exactly how to handle
0: everything. Yeah, exactly. It's like, it's just like anything else, right? You just learn how to like navigate it and figure it out and figure out what works for you. Cause everyone's different and like learn yeah. their rhythms, learn your rhythms. Like same here. It's like now we're at 15 months. I stopped pumping cause I no longer want to get, engorged and like extra milk, but I still want to continue yeah. and she nurses like two or three times a day. So it's like enough to keep my stash But at the same time. Like I know at some point it will, you know, dry up, but I'm just like kind of just letting things happen and not really worrying about it. And if I'm out like one night and I'm out late and I don't put her to bed, like no longer do I get engorged. I just feel a little bit more full in the morning and like she can go to bed without me. So it's like, it's it's like learning everything and figuring it out like as you're in it. Mhm. you know wow, and That
1: must be. are you sad at all when you think about not breastfeeding anymore
0: I am honestly I I I never thought I'd be in this spot because I was so done and now I'm like I don't want to stop and Justin's like okay you don't have to it's fine like she's comfortable you're comfortable like as long as you're you know in a good place like I don't care if you want to continue like do whatever you want to do and I'm like I know but I'm like afraid because I'm not pumping anymore and he's like don't be afraid he's like she's still nursing like two or three times a day and like you're still giving her like quite a bit like so you no know, don't worry about it but of course we get in our own heads and we get like mom guilt and this and that and get such a real thing and like you know and I get really emotional and I'm like oh my gosh what am I gonna do but I just keep telling myself you know what when the timing's right she'll either pull off completely or I'll dry up or whatever will happen mm-hmm. will happen you know um, and I mean, we are going to start trying for number two soon. So um, oh. I know am like, we're crazy, but like, it makes me so excited. <laughs> no, that's so exciting. Oh, that's best. So I feel like at some point my body will kind of switch anyways, because of eventually a new life. So I feel like, you know, it'll figure itself out. But no, completely makes me super sad. Like, it's so funny, because in the beginning, I was so I'm going to do this three months and be done. And now I'm like, Oh no, can I just keep going? Like it's, funny. Oh, it's yeah. so crazy. Our emotions have emotions, right?
1: Yeah. And I have to say it is possible to breastfeed when you're pregnant, which is interesting. I didn't know that. I just wrote a story for what to expect when you're expecting about that, which I think is just so fascinating when you, I mean, I have so much respect for women and what the female body can do. And then I just kind of learned through writing this, all this, the capabilities is that you can breastfeed a child while growing another one. That is just so mind boggling to me.
0: That is so amazing. Like, I mean, it is mind boggling. And I, it's funny you brought that up because I've heard that too. And I had one friend of mine who did it successfully and had no problem. And I'm like, wow, okay. So I guess if like I really wanted to, and like, <laughs> followed, I guess I could like, it's just so interesting. Right. And it's like, like our bodies are so amazing like you grow this human then you know all of a sudden they're out of you you're raising them you're feeding them you're literally sustaining them and it's like oh my god i made you i mean it's just it's just wild
1: <laughs> exactly i i've had that exact like realization it's just unbelievable to think that they came from us it's, it's wild
0: isn't it what was one of your favorite parts of pregnancy because you were so cute pregnant Oh my gosh!
1: Thank you. I could have so used your styling tips. I think I wore Lululemon leggings every single day. <laughs> I just had no idea. I didn't really.
0: Yeah,
1: I didn't really. You know, for some reason maternity clothes didn't really look good on me. So I kind of just went with my old wardrobe. to things that were kind of big, and then those Lululemon Align leggings are just a godsend. I they're so comfortable and elasticy that they just kind of. I mean, they lasted until I was in my third semester, and then I had to go up a size. But um, but yeah, they were amazing. And I would say my favorite part of pregnancy was just the changes in your body. I mean, going back to what we were saying about how amazing it is that we can grow a human, I mean, that was me every day of pregnancy, I want to say. I was just like in awe of the changes and watching her grow from the outside and just I took so many pictures. Um, I kind of tracked the whole thing, which I'm so thankful for. I remember in the, in the moment when I was just like looking at my, my uh, phone, I was looking at through all the photos. I'm like, wow, I really should cut back. Or just tons and tons of photos of myself pregnant. But I'm so grateful for them now because now that I'm not pregnant, it's wild to look back and see how my body changed. And, and the fact that it was it was my, my baby, my Mila, it was that was her inside of me, so I just think um I had a really, really nice pregnancy, um and I was lucky in that way, so I just really enjoyed the whole thing.
0: That's amazing, yeah, I was gonna say so you so you didn't really have a hard pregnancy, no, no, I mean,
1: I also feel like I knew what to expect pun intended group um, writing so <laughs> much, um so I wasn't like you know surprised by some of the you know pesky symptoms um. I had a little morning sickness, I had tons of migraines. Um, I was just not super fun in the beginning, but I also wasn't really down about it because I knew that it was part of the pregnancy package and that there were also so many other pregnancy symptoms I didn't experience that I could. So I was just super, super grateful for, for the whole process. And, um, and then throughout, once those, those symptoms kind of subsided, I did thankfully have a easy have nice pregnancy.
0: Oh, that's great. Yeah. So uh, Amelia Ray I had me sick for the first 19 weeks of my pregnancy. I was losing my mind. Oh, my goodness. That's awful. Yeah. She had me sick. And it was like not morning sickness, it was like all day sickness. And I was like, what is this morning sickness? Because I don't know what it is. Because my daughter is like, I make you sick all day, every day. Like it was, <laughs> it was hard. Not gonna lie. I mean, it shows her personality. I'm like, oh, you're a fierce Aries. There's no joke. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah mine is also an Aries and she's also so fierce I have to say like what she wants what she wants she needs it in like three seconds fan otherwise like she'll be screaming her head off.
0: Isn't it wild how their personalities are already kind of there from the beginning and like you can kind of see with their signs like how things play yeah. in? Yeah absolutely
1: absolutely and it's funny because I have a friend who mom is an astrologist and she was telling me that you know if I have an Aries they're fiery they're this and everything feels very accurate um as I get to know my daughter
0: oh my god I love that yeah I know I've actually thought about having an astrologist on to like talk about different signs and like babies and how you kind of work through with their signs because I feel like every mom should like understand that because then you at least like you said you know the personality you kind of know like what's true and what to expect like because they really I mean it, it really is true for most of us like with our signs of course not everything to a t but for the most part you can have an idea of what it's going to be like and what their personality is going to be like and try to navigate it
1: right absolutely
0: yeah I know that's, that's that's I didn't realize she was an Aries that's yeah so yeah see so you also have a fierce one. Oh, Amelia is so fierce and now she runs all over because she's, you know, walking full blown and she's like running at this point. And when I try to grab her, like she throws her body and throws a fit at me. Like, do not pick me up, woman. Like, I want to go. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. Like, it is no God, joke. I love it. Yep. Strong female. Strong female. That is uh, for sure. No, I, I mean, I, I love that. Um, so what else do you have? So you're obviously still writing. I mean, I've been like helping give different tips for different articles for you. Like what are some of your mm-hmm. new projects that you're working on and like, what are some things that you're excited about, you know, between like your entrepreneurship and, you know, motherhood and everything?
1: Yeah, I, I'm definitely, I'm writing a lot more, um, product-based stories, which is really fun for me as I am trying out these products myself as a new mom, um, because never before have I ever needed something to just work more than I have as a mother. And it's really funny the kinds of things that actually do entertain them. It's like, I have cats too. And it's so funny. You spend so much money on cat toys in a snap. but really all they want is like a a cardboard box to sit in. And I feel like kids are kind of the same. Like they'll amaze you with what entertains them when you spend so much money on all these toys that are supposed to be the best thing ever. And I mean, again, like I think every every baby is obviously very, very different. And so I do think that in writing these stories, I'm kind of finding it hard to take advice from other moms because it's helpful, but it's also, you know, every, I really feel like every baby is different. And so these some of these products that I'm reviewing, she just, my daughter doesn't like them. I mean, it's it's amazing to me because they're so um, well-reviewed and, and this and that, but she's just, you know, one of the things she's obsessed with is, um, a mobile that I bought from care dot uh, com. They're, they're amazing products. And I bought this beautiful pink mobile with these like pink different colored balls that hang down. And I bought it for me because I thought it was beautiful and I just wanted it in her nursery. It was not even a thought that it would entertain her, to be honest. It hangs over her crib and it's just gorgeous. It is my saving grace. It entertained her for like 20, 30 minutes at a time. It's part of our morning routine now I bring her into her nursery and put her right in her crib and she just scares at teeth falls and she smiles so big every time she sees them and laughs and it, it entertains her for so long I brush like, my teeth wash my teeth do all the normal things I could do before that I can't do unless she's entertained now um but it's it's just funny it's really funny what works and what doesn't work in terms of the products that are being sold for babies
0: That's awesome. I love that you shared that too, because like we all need, you know, different tips and tricks and hacks and like that is so, you know, that's so great and so important. I love that you're already like starting to do these little routines with her to like teach her and everything. I think that's like a really good tip to share with like, you know, new moms or moms to be and all that. What was it called?
1: Um, it's called Pear, um, and maybe I'm pronouncing it wrong, but it's spelled P-E-H-R, and it's the baby brand, and they have beautiful mobiles and all different kinds of, of decor um, items for the nursery, and they're a little on the pricier side. So I kind of like actually made myself feel so guilty for going, and getting their mobile, and I could just go get something so cheap from anywhere that has a bunch of like, you know, safari animals on it. But this was just like something I really wanted for me, and I feel like it was the best thing I bought because. Just loved it. And it's just a bunch of hanging balls. which is so funny to me because it's, it's just I think it's the color contrasting that just has her so enamored. But she every time she sees them, it's like the first time she's ever seen them all over again. It's so oh, that's funny
0: that's so cool. I love that. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and also probably the Aries in her. Like she's creative and so therefore she's paying attention, the aesthetic. Cause Amelia I mean, was the same way. Like she'd be in her little, you know, four moms that would go back and forth and have all the colors and the different balls and she'd be like staring at all the like black and white and the shapes and like grabbing and staring and I was like wow you're like taking it all in even so young
1: yeah it's just she likes the four months um it's it's a swing I can't remember exactly what it's called but I have that and that's one of the products that I thought that Mila would love and she just hates it I don't even know (laughs) how it's possible everyone everybody raves about it and I mean and it doesn't come cheap either. And, and she hates it. And I've learned that anything that she has to be down for, she just has not fit. Yeah, well, that's,
0: that's, that's the Aries it. because she doesn't want to be yeah. compliant. Well, Amelia is the same. And how I got around that is – I started by putting it only on like the lowest speed and obviously stood right next to it and let her be in it without being buckled so that she kind of just felt free and laid there. And I know moms are going to be like, Oh my God, but I was literally right next to it. And then once I started to see her like really start to enjoy and like look and and, like pay attention to like the balls above and the shapes, then I would come over and quietly just kind of move the buckle over and then just clip it. And she wouldn't realize, and she'd stay in there for like another good 20 minutes paying attention to it before she realized I had actually confined her. Interesting. Yeah. It was a lot of trial and error. Amira, Amelia was the exact same way she still is now. Like you put her in a certain swing, she flips out. She doesn't want to be put in. She doesn't want to be held down. She wants to be free. That's the Aries in them. So yeah, I've kind of learned little tips and tricks to like, get around it with her and, you know, try different things of like, okay, I'll be right here, but I won't like confine you yet. Or I'll do this, but right. I won't, you know what I mean like those kinds of things to see like, you know, like what'll work. And for the most part, I mean, sometimes with some she freaks completely, but like for that, it worked and then as she got older too I noticed she got really more into some of the colors and other things so that was like taking the distraction so I could buckle her right away and then also put the speed up a little bit higher because she was older and she liked that so it might just Mm -hmm. be a transition thing you know like right now she might might not like it you might be able to try it again in a little while
1: right and that's another piece of advice I constantly get is to try things again like she a will not take a pacifier um, which is <laughs> just, I wanted to take a pacifier so badly so that yep. I'm not her human pacifier because I know preach. Is, yeah.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Oh goodness. So, um, uh, but people keep telling me to just keep trying, keep trying. So I have pretty much every single brand of pacifier ready on the go, constantly trying to get her to take them. And of course, one weekend I went, like, I think I went to Marshall's for like an hour and left her with my husband. And I'm like, so nervous because she was so fussy and I knew that, you know, he doesn't spend as much time with her as I do because I'm home with her and he's at work. So I was like, just, you know, here's a bottle. I was freaking out. So I was so nervous that she bleed for that hour. And of course he calls me. He's like, when are you going to be home? She's screaming and I can hear her screaming in the background when I do finally get home because I just like rushed out of there. And of course she's like sound asleep in her bassinet with a pacifier in her mouth. I don't even know how he managed to pull this off. Mind you, she hasn't taken the pacifier since, so it was just, like, this, like, fluke incident. But, of course, he's the one who got her, like, calm and collected and sleeping with the pacifier. Of course. I mean, I know it's possible for her to take it because she has
0: before, but
1: that was, like, a month and a half ago.
0: Yeah, no. Listen, I feel for you because Amelia never took a pacifier either. And I didn't do a pacifier early on because I was afraid because she was really having latching trouble. And I was like, Oh God, I don't want her to have nipple confusion. And then yeah. he wouldn't take it. My mom got her to take it like twice when she was out here in the beginning, beginning, like by keep pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing it in her mouth. And like finally, when she was passed out, she took it, but it was like all of like two times super quick. And then that was it. And then I could never get her to take it again. My husband couldn't get her Like Nothing and to this day, and honestly, now I'm kind of like thankful because I have so many friends of mine who are trying to wean theirs off and they're having like heart attacks, and so I'm like, I don't know what's better to have it, not have it, you know. It's like, <laughs> so um, yeah, but no, Amelia's the same. It sounds like Amelia and nila have a lot in common, yeah, definitely. You know, it probably is again like that Aries sign. So, you know, like yeah. you, said you went out and you went to Marshall's, which, which good for you, like I applaud you because that's so important. How do you manage? Mom guilt, and how do you handle allowing yourself to leave and do what you need to do as a new mom? Because I think this is really important for new moms to hear because I really struggled with this and I believe it contributed to my postpartum depression hard.
1: Yeah, it's real. Mom guilt is, I felt it from the second that I had her. I mean, mm-hmm. all of a sudden, you have this person who's completely reliant on you for nurture nurturing, for feeding, for everything. And it's just so much, um, so much to handle, especially mixed with the postpartum hormones. I mean, that is something that I mean, just the hormonal aspect to everything. I knew to expect it, but I just did not understand, of course, how it would feel and how greatly impactful it would be. Um, I'm still struggling very badly with mom guilt and, um, always looking for advice in that department. And, you know, one, one piece of advice that I've gotten uh, from a mom friend is that you just have to do certain things for yourself. Because it's going to inevitably make you a better mom, which it, it was almost ironic in my head when I thought about it because here I am afraid to leave her for an hour, or leave her for a few hours to go get a drink with a friend or to go get um, a massage or something. And I feel so guilty because it's something that I'm doing for me that I don't have to do. Um, and I'm leaving her with either it's with my husband or my mom or a caretaker and um, I had a lot of trouble just kind of fitting those things in, um, but then when I really thought about the fact that getting back from that massage, I feel a million times more relaxed, and I'm so much more at ease, and I feel better, and you know, also that back pain with holding a baby constantly, that is so, oh my gosh, I did not know what to expect. I thought it was like pain from my epidural, but turns out it's just permanent back pain from carrying a child. Um, So doing things like for myself, I'm still having so much trouble with it, but I'm realizing that it's so much more important than, you know, being with her for that extra hour when I'm with her so much already. Um, And, you know, as moms, I just don't think we, we put ourselves, we we give ourselves the opportunity to do things like that.
0: Yeah. And I appreciate you saying that because I really struggle with that, like for me personally, and really kind of where this podcast was born out of is the fact that I couldn't get myself to allow myself to step away or feel okay about being gone and leaving her and then I would feel bad about myself and then I wouldn't like how I looked and I didn't like where I was. Mm It was like the you no know, struggle was so real and it was so hard for me. And I would just be like, oh my God, I'm a bad mom. I'm not here. I'm, I'm not home. I'm doing this instead. I'm getting my nails done. What am I crazy? And I ended up like being home so much that I believe that was a huge part of what contributed to me actually having postpartum depression is because I almost got like having fever. Like I just like wouldn't leave the house.
1: Oh, Yeah. Absolutely. And I mean, you know, as a freelancer, I'm always, I've always been, I mean, for the last few years I've been working from home, so I'm used to not having that socialization aspect that you get when you work in an office or with other people. Um, but it's funny how motherhood can kind of be lonely. It makes, it, it's lonelier sometimes than just being alone, which sounds so strange because you have this adorable baby that you love more than anything with you constantly, yet somehow it it feels lonely. And I almost feel mom guilt from even just admitting that. But, but I've talked to my other mom friends and they felt the same way. There's something very isolating about being home alone with baby.
0: Yep. I completely agree with you. And I so appreciate you saying that because it's true. Like mom guilt is so real. And it's like, even saying that out loud, you're like, Oh, should I say that? Oh, is that okay? Like, it's like, it's, it's hard, and then you harbor it, and then it like goes into you, and it's like no, you have to just be able to find those like people that you can share that with. Like you said, like you obviously have your mom tribe that you have, that you reach out to, and you share those feelings, and like that's so important, and that's something that's helped me so much with my motherhood journey is that I've joined with a couple different you know mom groups like Fashion Mamas and Hey Mama and different communities that I feel like okay, I've got people I can talk to. They're going through it. They're in the trenches too. They get it, and they. Don't look at me like I'm crazy when I'm like I'm madly in love with her, but I hate myself. Right, right. I
1: completely understand that. And and I I also I got this vibe when I was writing um, at the pregnancy publication before I had children. Just the incredible support network that is moms and why moms need other moms. Um, I I never realized how important that was. I mean, there was a huge community base. At what you expect and there is pretty much every pregnancy publication they all have their own community base and um, support groups and I understand now just how specific and um, inclusive exclusive this is to be a mother to have somebody understand you in that way because I love my husband with all my heart and he tries his hardest to understand what I'm going through when it comes to being a mom and, and all these different aspects and there's just no way for him to understand and it's right. frustrating sometimes and even just just some of the it, from the joys to the frustration, having another mom to talk to, it has been my you know my saving grace.
0: Yeah, no, and I I love that you said that. I mean, that's amazing with like the like you said with the companies, the mom community because it's so important. And it is, I kind of feel like since I become a mom, I've found some of the most amazing women. That like I guess like you said because like we're all in it and we just like get it. Like you really do find that community and you find that like tightness like immediately and no shade to like any of my other friendships but I'm just like wow some of these are so strong
1: right absolutely I have a friend who just had her baby um, last week actually and she came to visit me when I had Mila um maybe like a week or two after this was so three months ago so she was just entering her second her third trimester and she came to visit me and and I had said to her um via text message you know thank you so much for coming I'm so excited to see you just letting you know I'm kind of keeping visits short like no more than 45 minutes I'm so sorry it's just you know she's very fussy and you know I kind of blamed it on my baby but the reality was that visitors for me when I was just you know just had her was just so overwhelming and and this friend who now just had her baby last week, texted me and said, "I completely understand what you meant when you asked me to only come for forty five minutes and it I kind of took took me a minute to remember what you're talking about, but mm-hmm. it's just funny how you really can't understand some of these specific feelings and needs until you go through it
0: yep, it's so true and 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 like you said, it's like until you experience it until it's yours to live, it's like okay, I kind of understand it, but I don't really understand it. And it's like, when yeah. you're me, you're like, wow, this is so real. And so like, that's like, you know, when I created this podcast, like stripped down, obviously, you know, playing off strip, but like, I wanted it to be about like stripping down to like that real and raw. And I love that you said that because I think so many moms are like afraid to say that to someone like, Hey, I only yeah. want you 45 minutes. I wish I had done that. I was so overwhelmed by too many people being here. I realized that also contributed to a lot of my stuff, like. And I and I didn't want to upset anyone. And then my my doula would be like, "Listen, it's okay for you to tell them to go home." And I'd be like, "No, like it's not." And she'd be like, "No, I promise you, Mama. Like it's okay." But like now that I look back, I'm like, "Oh my gosh, it was okay." Like you yeah, know, absolutely. And it's it's okay. very,
1: it's so overwhelming. And and you know, one thing I didn't realize until I went went through postpartum was that you know you're really getting to know your baby. Yes, you touch your baby for nine months, but you. Oh, just getting to know this, this person who's your child and it's such an overwhelming time and, and honestly all I wanted to do was cocoon with her in a room alone. Like I, my husband was okay to come in, but it was just like I, I just everyone wanted wanted to come and meet her and the idea of sharing that precious time while I was getting to know her with so many people was really overwhelming.
0: Yeah, no, and I I really appreciate you said that because I felt the same way. I was like, no, I just had her. Like, we just went through a crazy birth. I just want to hold her and love on her and just like get to know yeah. little bean. I know, isn't it? Right, it's so crazy, yeah. you know. And so, like, I know. Speaking of mom life, you have a nanny there, so you have to go soon. But could you give my listeners maybe like some gems and some like you know advice of like how you are managing being a mom, and you are working, you know, from home, like as a full time, you know, freelance journalist, how you kind of are figuring out how to managing, you know, managing things. Um, You know, obviously, one of those things is getting help, like good for you, like you have a nanny, but like, could you share a little bit of that? Yeah, um,
1: it's really hard. It's, it's, it's so hard. Um, I wish I had you know, I wish I could say that I have it all figured out, but most days I kind of laugh at myself for the predicaments I find myself in. Like right now, while I was pumping, and and you know, my 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 room is a mess, I have laundry everywhere. Uh, I was a very put together person before I had a baby, and now it's just kind of everything's everywhere. And I have basically just tried my hardest to prioritize. Um, my work is so important to me, and I I would you know, I didn't really take a technical leave, um, since I work for myself and I'm a freelance writer, I have so many different clients and I didn't really know how to manage that. I didn't, wasn't comfortable with just saying, you know, oh, I'm going to take three months off and I'll reach back out to you because, you know, these publications rely on me. Um, and at the same time, again, with that mom guilt, I felt like, should I, should I be just spending this time focusing on my daughter? Should I not work at all? Um, so what I did, I chose to kind of take leave from a few clients that I wasn't so reliant on and I did keep my clientele that, you know, I left them with the door open. So I wasn't actively pitching content. I wasn't actually really hustling, but I was good to the content that they gave me and I kind of just worked as much as I could. Um, and somehow it all worked out. Somehow the work got done and now it's still getting done. Um, but, you know, what isn't getting done is all the other things. Um, you know, the dishes being cleaned, making dinner and laundry and things that I kind of all had like a handle on. Um, and um, I don't have much help with her during the week. It's my husband works. Um, in Boston. We live in suburbs, So he doesn't get home sometimes till like 8 or 8.30. Um, luckily my mom lives, you know, five minutes away and so she's around sometimes and um, right now I have her friend watching Sheila for the first time downstairs. But most of the time it's just her and I and it's just challenging. Um, I think that now with social media, it's there's a picture that's being painted when you just see somebody's photos and, you know, scroll through their feed. It it looks a lot different than what is really going on. Um, And in my case, it's definitely, it's just, it's hectic most of the time and uh, funny. I kind of just try to find the super in things, like when I literally have no time to shower, but I have it two days, three days, and I just have to put her in her crib and let her cry so I can just shower and feel, like, pain for five minutes. Um, But you know, I'm embracing it in a
0: way that that is just motherhood, and it's beautiful and messy at the same time. Yeah, and I love that. Awesome. Hold on a <laughs> So, sorry, that was my dog. So, in real life. So, yeah, I just love that you just shared, by the way, just like gave three such good gems. One that you said you really don't have that much help because I don't either and I appreciate you sharing that and you saying that and being so real about that because I think a lot of people think, like, Oh my gosh, I'm the only one that's just, you know, hanging out here with no help. And it's so overwhelming. So it's like, so good that like you said that and like, you know, what you do go through. Cause I have the same thing. Like I don't have any family here for the most part. And like, unless they come out and you know, my husband's at work all day until the evening. So it's like, I completely understand that. I love that you brought up social media because I think that is so important and people don't realize how much when you are looking at everything, whether you're liking or doing whatever, you're consuming it, no matter what you want, you're consuming it. And you don't realize how much it gets to you and how much it gets in your head. And like, for me, I had to sign off social media. Like I literally went dark for almost two months after I had her because I couldn't deal. I was already so depressed. And then looking at these like perfect moms and perfect pictures and look at me managing this. I was like, Oh my God, frick this! I can't handle this. Like, yeah, insane, you know, and that's why like my own social media now is like, yeah, maybe it's pretty presets and whatever, but that's about it. Like I keep it really, real and raw, and I try to show, like you know, the struggles. Or I'm in my pajamas most days, or I'm not put together. This is what it looks like, and this is the mess, and this is the chaos, and that's okay because they're only mm-hmm. going to be little for this long. And like you said, you're cherishing them, and you're bonding, and it's like that's what's important. Like everything else can wait, and you don't have to be down on yourself. But things are so, you know, chaotic, and so like. I really appreciate you saying it as a new mom because I think that that takes you know a lot of strength and courage and people you know especially moms they they need to hear that and they need and they need to know that and you know I just like I appreciate your heart and you sharing like the difficulties and the struggles and also the triumphs and also with your work how like you know you don't really take a maternity leave like I didn't either and how you manage that and like I think all those are just so important for moms to know or moms to be because it's. You know, it it is like a amazing, magical, crazy journey, but it goes so quick. Like I look at Amelia, and I'm like, "You're 15 months old. How? (laughs) You know?
1: Yeah, it flies by." And and I again, I try to remind myself the same exact thing. Just you know, wow, in years, so people will tell you all the time, in years she'll be walking. And then when I think about that, I'm just like, "Oh my gosh!" I mean, as as difficult as this time period is, and beautiful at the same time. I mean, it's very challenging, and it kind of feels Like, you know, when you're in it, it just feels like, wow, it's, you know, when will we be able to sleep without waking up two times in the middle of the night, three times. Um, But again, it's like you want to cherish it. And and it does, I can, it goes, it's already going by so fast. Like, I, 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 you know, try to soak it all up.
0: Yep. I love that. So is there any other little like gems or tips that you'd want to leave my moms or, you know, any moms to be or moms thinking about, you know, having um, a baby at some point, you know, with this before I let you go? Yeah, I, I think um the best advice that I can give is just to just be kind to yourself.
1: Um it's a journey and they call it a journey for a reason. I think motherhood is just filled with beautiful, beautiful, beautiful highs and, you know, some some lows and postpartum depression is so real and postpartum anxiety is so real and, and it's okay to feel so out of sorts and not like yourself. Um you know, it's it's in relying on other moms because it's a beautiful support network and, and, you know, women supporting women in general is, is just something that I think is so special and necessary and mom supporting moms even more so. Um, so, you know, finding a support network, whatever that might be, even if it's just one friend, I and mean, having somebody that you can talk to and share your frustration with, I mean, cause there's so many times you're going to find yourself really frustrated and kind of just so out of, what feels normal for you, and um, I, I'm still figuring it out every single day, and um, and that's why I'm so thankful to have my mom friends because they're you know in different stages of motherhood and can tell me yeah I felt that way or you know here's what I did or you know well this is going to change for you in a few months and um, it's it's amazing to have that network and to, to feel like it's it's okay it's okay however you're feeling at that moment it's okay. Yep,
0: yeah, and I and that's such. Good advice. Thank you so much, Jen. This was like so great, and honestly, like even good for me to hear as a mom. You know, it's like it's just that's why I love this podcast because it's like I've connected with so many amazing moms, and like you and I obviously already had the relationship from contributing, you know, tips working together in business. But the fact that like got pregnant I was so excited for you and I was like so excited for you to enter into this beautiful journey so I'm so, so happy for you you're doing amazing as a new mama thank
1: you thank, thank you so much you as you. well you you set a, such a wonderful example and, and I just love how real you are
0: oh thank you and thank you so much for coming on and like truly sharing like your real and raw on your heart it really means so much to me and my listeners and of course I'll put it in the notes but could you just tell them where they can find you if they want to go check you out
1: yeah, absolutely. So um, I have all my clips at com. So it's just J-E-N-N-S-I-N-R-I-C-H.com. Um, and I, I tweet out pretty much all of my stories um, and I post them on Instagram every now and then. And um, both handles are just my name, Jen Sinrich, um, with two N's. So um, I'm always loving, you know, hearing feedback from stories, even if it's something really silly. I um, I love hearing feedback from readers. So always feel free to reach out.
0: I love it. Yes, we'll definitely check that all out. Well, thank you so much, Jen. And cheers, mamas. Bye. Thanks.